misconception about being in a healthy relationship we got to talk about it okay 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 plus it's being called the most romantic gift you can give your partner this holiday i can't wait you'll either love it or barf and when do you feel christmas (laughs) take a listen holly and nira virgin radio when do you feel christmas Hmm. everybody keeps saying it christmas it's around the corner yep It's less than three weeks away. But when do you actually feel Christmas? In your heart. What finally signifies Christmas to you? Is it the tree putting up the tree? Is it the lights, seeing lights in your neighborhood? Is it a Christmas activity? Maybe when the snow came down? Yeah. Cookies, baking cookies, decorating Mm -hmm. cookies. Rum and nog. Rum and nog. Just throwing that out there. Because... I felt Christmas when we watched Home Alone. I made my family disappear. Incredible movie. Yeah. (laughs) Still holds up big time. Sunday, we watched Home Alone, and I was like, okay, it's Christmas. Interesting. (laughs) No, seriously. You declared it? Yeah. You're like, guys, (laughs) don't know if you noticed. We have lights up in the tree, but guys, it's Christmas. Yeah. Wow. It's that feeling like for me, like there's certain things you do or it becomes tradition. Yep. Yes. Right? Yes. And that's when you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I don't know about you, but this year, is everything happening really fast? Yes. It felt like summer and then Christmas. Boom. Yes. I, don't, I'm not, I agree. I, I don't yeah. know what happened. Yeah. I don't know how it happened. Yeah. But all of a sudden, every single person I've talked to has said, I don't know how we're at Christmas. Yeah. But I feel like Halloween lasted forever, which is weird because it's one day. What? Yeah. Oh, no, I didn't have that. Yeah, I don't know. It was weird. Okay. But now Christmas is here. All, like, all of a sudden, I'm like, whoa. And do you feel it? Like, what is it? Have you felt it yet? Have you, you know done what? something to make you feel Christmas? Every year, we do a couple of little traditions around the Lower Mainland in our family. One, we go to Capilano Suspension Bridge. We yeah. go see the lights. Because it's amazing there. Beautiful. It's so pretty. And we live in North Van, so it's kind of convenient. Then the second thing is, we always go to the Stanley Park Christmas train. Okay, bright nights. Bright nights. Yeah. And I'm sad because the train is broken this year, so yeah. they're not. there's no train. They're still doing bright nights, by the way, and yeah. it's by donation entry. They have all the lights. It's very Instagrammable. You should all go. It's by donation. All the money goes to the burn fund. Yes, it's a very good cause. So I still want to do that with the kids, but there is no train, so I don't know how to tell my kids there's no train. Okay. They're going to be like, <laughs> but that to me is the real, like, now it's Christmas. We go to the Stanley Park train, then we go get Happy Meals, and that that's like our little tradition. Okay. Yeah. So now that there's no train. I know. There's still Happy Meals. <laughs> Thank God. That's Christmas. Holly and Nira. Holly and Nira. Virgin Radio. Why fly when you can take the train? That's the question and the push that is happening all to save our planet. Why fly when you can take the train? This is actually very cool. Starting in France this week, the European Commission is banning short-haul domestic flights to help save the planet and limit greenhouse gases. Oh, okay. So starting this week in France, any flight that is less than two and a half hours... You, my friend, have to take the train instead. 
if it's in France. In France, okay. less than two and a half hours. That's like short haul yeah. is what they consider short haul flights okay. in France. They're done as of this week. In You've France. got to take the train. Okay. And how long is the train for a two and a half hour flight? Great question, Nira. It depends where you're going. Sometimes they have like an express. You know, like Europe is so set up with the rail system. Oh, they're they are so good. Yes. We don't quite have that going on here. Do they call it the tram? The tram. Is that what they call it? I'm not sure. There, there's a bunch of different ones, I think. Yeah. I don't know. There's Amtrak. They're amazing. Sure. They're set up brilliantly. They are. And I know that you can get like a pass and you can go here and there. You can go from London anywhere. to Paris on a train. Yeah. You can go under the water on a train. I don't understand how they make that happen, but they do it, and I've been on it. I don't know how I got there, but I did it. Was it called the Channel? Yes, I think, something like that. Our producer, Scott, is apparently an expert in the European train system, Scott. It, uh, it is called the Channel. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, was a, it was a crazy experience. It was me and yeah. like all my children. <laughs> like, it was crazy. Were you holding them close? Like, I don't know if we're going to survive this. Where are we going? What are we doing? <laughs> I think this is really cool, though. Okay. And a bunch of countries around, around the world are looking at this yeah. as an option as well. I mean, yeah. we've got to do something. Some big changes have to happen to save our planet. And guess okay. what? We have to sacrifice our convenience, everybody. Okay, how about those that are on these private jets? Oh, yeah, I'd like to take them all down. Is someone like, I mean, I mean uh, like, not take them. I, I mean, just like, said, yes. I mean, like, let's get them a train pass. Okay, yeah. Yes. There we go. Not eliminate. I know, careful, because they are on a plane. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, right now, uh, I think I told you in the biz, there was this story about Kylie Jenner and Travis Scott. Mm. And they both took individual private jets. I mean, like ridiculous from Miami to LA, same destination. Like you couldn't have been like, "Hey, let's 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 plane pool here." Yeah, let's let's plane pri- pool. Well, private Bridge people, right? Private jet pool here. Like, how are you on private jets by yourself like that and thinking that is okay to do? Who's allowing that? Yeah. Where is the government that's not stopping that kind of nonsense? That's what I'm saying. At least these, what is it called, short haul planes? Yep. Which yep. I'm very. It's it's amazing that they want to eliminate those. Mm-hmm. But that at least is possibly a giant plane full of people. Totally. How is that not... How is the government not doing something about all these private jets? I agree. The private jets is a great, great point to bring up. Yeah. I was trying to think, like, locally, if the government here was like, okay, let's also ban this short-haul flight thing. It would be like, you know, lots of people fly to Kelowna. Yeah. No, you'd have to take the train or the bus or, like, figure it out. But you how long fly. is it? Well, I mean, to drive to Kelowna is, what, five and a half hours? Uh-huh. So it's usually a little bit shorter on the train. Right. So, I don't know, say four and a half? Is there a train that goes to Kelowna? Great question. <laughs> I can hear our producer, Scott, Googling. I don't know. I mean, I think there used to be trains that went everywhere in Canada. Yeah. Obviously. Do you remember the Greyhound? That was the big thing. The bus. The Greyhound. Yeah, because I, I worked in Kamloops for yeah. a couple of years, and I used to take the Greyhound up and down. Right. And it was, like, cheap. It was it was cheap. I think yeah. it was, like, 50 bucks. I was, like, amazing. The only thing is it took forever. Yeah. So I understand why, like, convenience. And these rich people are like, well, I don't want to be in Miami in in a week on the train. I want to be there in two hours or three hours or whatever on my private jet. You'd be on a train for a week, possibly? For the planet, Nira. <laughs> for the planet. Holly and Nira. Holly and Nira. Virgin. The one word we should not use after a breakup. Oh. love this song so much. So many tears with this song, right? Oh my God, high school crying. <laughs> high school crying. Guaranteed my Russell sweatsuit. I was a mess. Wow. After I'd only been dating a guy for one period. Oh my God. I mean, like of school. End of the road for that. 
Okay. It got dramatic. All right, okay, okay. Yeah, it's fine. No judgment here. The one word we should not use after a breakup, and that word is failure. Hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I can see where you're going with this. And this all came up because uh, Will Smith's ex-wife from the 90s, she was saying that, like, they got married in 1992, I believe. And she was on Red Table Talk with Jada Pickett-Smith. Oh, weird. The ex with the current. Mm. Yeah, because they're in a blended family. They sure are. Right? They have Trey, who's the son of her and Will Smith. Yeah, the Smiths have a lot going on over and there. Jaden and Willow. And mm-hmm. Willow is also one of the hosts of Red Table Talk and the grandma. Okay. Oh, anyway, It's a lot. This woman, Cherie, who's Will Smith's ex-wife, she said one of the hardest things to hear was when Will Smith said that his divorce to her was the ultimate failure of his life. That's harsh. And she said that it's such a hard thing to hear when someone classifies you as a failure, the relationship as a failure, or the Mm -hmm. breakup of the relationship as a failure. Because if something doesn't end, something else probably can't begin. And then if his next stage was with Jada Pinkett Smith, and that was what was meant to be is meant to be, Mm -hmm. then necessarily... Does the first act have to look as a failure for the next act to begin? Mm. Yeah, all good questions. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If a relationship isn't working, looking at yourself as a failure, looking at each other as a failure, looking at the end as a failure, that's a lot to carry. That's heavy. Oh, that's heavy. It doesn't right? feel good. Mm-mm. And it makes you question yourself. If it was a failure, did you really try? Yeah. Like, I, I got divorced, right? I got married and divorced. Um, I got married very young, 24. Don't do it. Wait, wait, just wait. I thought um, you were 23. Actually, I was. Thank you. I've yeah. already blocked that. You I was 23. <laughs> I was 23. I was way too young. Yes. Um, but that that like um, failure word is one of the stigmas that is attached to divorce. It still. is, right? Totally. Yes. And I hated feeling, and whether it was how they actually were trying to make me feel or whether they actually thought that or if it was putting it on myself, yeah. I hated people feel, I felt like people wondered did I really try? Did we really try? Because it shocked people. They were like, what? Yeah. You guys, what? Like it really screwed with our friends and our family. Right. Like they, But I was like, you. first of all, you don't know. You uh-huh. don't know what's happening. You don't know how hard we tried. Yeah. And I hated that feeling of like, well, did you really try? Whether they were, I, no one actually said that to me. So it you, was how I felt. You carried that heaviness. Yes. So when I say that feels like a very heavy Yes, to use. You carry that. And also, if you're watching season five of The Crown right now, that word... The reality show. (laughs) Based on the royal family. Diana, Princess Diana, uses that word often when... Because right now I'm watching the season where it is the breakdown of her marriage Mm -hmm. with Prince Charles. Yeah. And they're separated and they're about to get divorced. And she also uses that word. Mm -hmm. It says, I felt and I feel like a failure. Like a failure because I couldn't make my marriage work. And I was the one who eventually had to call it and be like, this is not going to work. Okay. Now that's heavy. That's heavy. And then you feel horribly guilty. And then like, then the failure for sure. And it's not that it's a failure because honestly, I am, I like who I am now a thousand times better than who I did in that time. Right. It just sucks that you have to go through this turmoil together with somebody to like get to a better place. And I hope for him yeah. that my ex said, I hope he's in the same place. I do. I really do. Cause then it's like not, then it wasn't a failure. 
right? Then it wasn't for nothing. It was like, now look at, now I'm going to move forward. And, and you needed those steps to yes, be where you are. A hundred percent. And that's what we need to, to look at. Yes. And that's why they're saying, and the reason why I'm also saying the, the one word we should not use is because they did have some relationship experts also on the show who yeah. did say that failure is definitely the wrong word to use when a relationship is ending. For sure. Because isn't it failing yourself if you're staying in something that's unhappy? That's what I thought. I'm like, don't we deserve to find happiness? I think that's more of a failure for yourself. I think after, if say you got divorced and you you didn't learn anything from it, you went through this all this turmoil, this, yeah. and you didn't learn anything, and you repeated old patterns. I think that might be more of a failure, which would suck. Yeah, but but know, even then, sometimes you got, yeah, every relationship totally. is different, and it takes some people like four times doing something yeah. to learn the lessons. So. And how do you gauge success through relationships? Yeah, I don't know if that kind of goes hand in hand, anyways. I agree. And how many people that have been married? Like, we've been married for 65 years. How many happy? Like, honest to Uh, uh, to God, how many happy years? Or is it just like a number that we're like obsessed with as a society? Well, we're going deep. Okay. Well, this is a lot. So just remember that this weekend, (laughs) the one word you should not use after a breakup, failure. Okay. Okay. It's too heavy. I need a drink. (laughs) Holly and Nira. Holly and Nira. Virgin Radio. It's being called the most romantic gift you can get your partner this holiday. Okay. Will you love it? Or will you barf? (laughs) Let's find out. The most romantic gift you can get your partner this holiday is a book written about them by you. Make my wish come true. You know that all I want. (laughs) Yep. Sorry, what? It's trending online, so we all have to do it. Okay. The most romantic gift is a book written about your partner mm. by you. How long does this book have to be? That's up to you. How much do you love your partner? Can it be a picture book? <laughs> what? I mean, I guess it could. Yeah, the whole point is to write a book for your partner by you to prove to them how much you love them, how you need them, how you appreciate them. And the more detail, the better. Who has time for this? Fill it with stories of your past. How did you meet? Add a picture there. Write the story. When did you first say I love you? Hmm. Write that and that's chapter two. Hmm. I couldn't believe it. Chapter two. He said it. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Right. Okay. And then you could also do things like if you're having a hard time like filling it with stories, maybe you could do like a funny quiz about them, Nira. Okay. Okay. This is all very romantic. Here's an example. If I created a sandwich for you, here's what it would be. Hmm. It's like to prove how much you know them and love them, and right. the more detail, the better. You know, an easy way around this mm. is, you know how Shutterfly, you can just put like these picture books together? Yes. So you start that way with photos, try and find old school photos. Okay. And then start with the photos, and with the photos, write a couple of lines. I guess so. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, but this is, there's more words than pictures. We need words. Well, We're looking for words this are holiday. Are you being serious right now? You're not yes. going to do anything like this? I might. You will not. You don't have time. <laughs> I don't have time. Okay. So I'm trying to find a way that people can get around this because there is no time. I mean, or, or fine. You're giving the idea for next year. How would you feel though? Christmas morning, your husband's like, guys, sit down, kids, get, just be quiet for five seconds. I've made Nira. I've got, like, you got a big anniversary next year, right? Yeah. Okay, imagine. He's like, here you go. I made it for you. And it was like a homemade book. And it was like stories of your past. Here's where I first saw you. I remember what you were wearing. Right. Like, And he had, like, he put all this effort into it. It would be very sweet. Right? It would be very sweet. I, a long time ago when we were moving, uh, I found all these old letters that we had written to each other. 
when we used to correspond via letters. <laughs> when he was in the war. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. What? Okay. He was just going to school in California. Okay. Oh, my God. Okay. okay, yeah. So, uh, and we sat and we just giggled and laughed so hard. Like, we were peeing ourselves with the things that we used to write to each oh, other. Oh, was it just vomit fest or what? Ma- massive, was it schmoopy schmoopy? So schmoopy schmoopy. Oh, that's and, the best. And I loved using different colors with every paragraph. Like, one paragraph would be oh green and pink and blue. Oh, my God. And and then I, you had stickers everywhere. <laughs> Didn't you call him like your Tasmanian, Tasmanian devil? devil? Yeah, so I had Tasmanian devil stickers all over the place. What did he call you? A monkey. <laughs> I feel like this is like kind of getting gross now. Like, is that still? There's uh, nothing. No. Do you still play devil and monkey or whatever? Oh wow! Wow, it's <laughs> good times. Well, you yeah. could bring, you could get all those letters, put them in a book. I could scan them and then put the pictures of them in the book. Be amazing. See what I'm saying? Everything's make it a little bit easier. Yeah. Again, I think you should start for next Christmas. Though. That, that's the point. I was saying you're giving the advice for next year, not for this year. Okay. Sorry. Okay. I'll bring this up again in January. Good. Okay. <laughs> Holly and Nira. And now the biz with Nira. What was the biggest song of 2022? TikTok has an answer. As in the biggest song on TikTok. That's today's top biz story. Congrats going to Nikki Yor and Sunroof. I got my head out Yeah. All right. Also on the list in the top 10 about damn time Lizzo. Okay. Jiggle, jiggle. Love it. Money don't jiggle, jiggle. It you know, I learned to dance, right? Wiggle, wiggle, you did? I did. Don't tell a lot of people that. Hi, I'm proud of it. It's actually pretty cute. Okay. <laughs> it was pretty cute. I'd like to see it. And Armani White, Billie Eilish. Big t shirt, Billie. Watch on my wrist, but I want that diamond. Yes, you're not crazy if you're like, wait, this is sampling Noriega, Nori. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. <laughs> and thanks to Stranger Things running up that hill, Kate Bush. She made some killer money, you know, just recently. I'm telling you, as an artist, you want to blow up on TikTok. Of course. I mean, it's the best marketing. People don't even know, like, that. that's a real song. I just saw it on TikTok. Yeah, like, no. That's a real artist. But hers was because of Stranger Things. Yeah. Stranger Things brought yeah. her to stardom. She got the best combo. Stranger Things and... TikTok, TikTok yeah. dang. Forbes list of the world's 100 most powerful women came out yesterday. Vice President Kamala Harris is on there at number three. Oprah Winfrey is number 24. Rihanna, 73. Taylor Swift, 79. Beyonce at 80. Nice. Okay, some powerful women on there. And uh, their most powerful woman is Ursula von Ursula von der Leyen. Ursula von der Leyen. She's okay. the president of the European Commission. Dang. She earned the top spot for her leadership during the Ukrainian war. Amazing. And speaking of the Ukrainian war, Time magazine did name Ukrainian president Vladimir Zelensky as person of the year. Oh, rightfully. well deserved. Yes, rightfully Amazing. so. And some really sad news to tell you about this morning. Legendary Canadian singer. She is a legend. She is a legend. Celine Dion is suffering from a rare neurological disease causing muscle spasms. Such a sad story. She will not be resuming her world tour in Europe next February. She made the announcement in an emotional video. She said she's been dealing with her health for a little while now. It's been really difficult for her to face these challenges and to just to come face to face with them. 
And uh, what she has is also called stiff person syndrome. It's affected Hmm. every aspect of her daily life, including causing difficulty walking. And of course, it's affecting her singing. So she says she misses everyone so much. And yeah, for now, everything is going to be postponed slash canceled. Is she going to be okay? Like, Can she recover from this? Or is there therapy? Or we don't know says that she's hoping to get back on stage once her okay. health permits. Okay. Uh, she is seeing occupational therapists daily. Mm. She has a support team of doctors. Okay, great. Uh, yeah, and so um, hopefully she's getting all the care that she does need. No kidding. And is The weekend about to release new music? It seems like it. He recently posted an image of the Avatar logo along with the date December 16th. And it, it actually, this post featured a little bit of music. So is new music coming? Is it happening? Is it linked to Avatar? I mean, what's happening? (laughs) I'm excited. Right? I'm Nira. That's the biz. You can always catch up on more biz stories on the iHeartRadio app. Holly and Nira. Virgin Radio. A major problem in the dating apps world. A lot of people aren't dating apps. I mean, it's a thing, including our producer, Darren, here. Yep. Dating apps. Which one's you on? I'm on Hinge. I'm on Tinder. And I dabble in Bumble as well. Dabble. Nice. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, a major problem in the dating apps world, they're saying, is something called truth stretching. (laughs) You can't handle the truth. Truth <laughs> stretching. Uh, okay. okay. I don't know. Harry. This is a big thing. Is truth stretching. The majority of people that are on these dating apps have admitted that they intentionally stretch the truth on their dating profile. And they, um, yeah, it's, it's not lying. It's not fibbing. It's right. truth stretching. Okay, so like exaggerating something. I guess. Like your height, like adding an inch on. There you mm. go. Yeah. Okay. Truth stretching. Truth stretching. This is a thing, mm. Darren. Maybe. Are you yeah. Stretching anything? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> I hope not. Um, no. No, I, I, I don't think so. I don't really write much about myself. I don't really give away much information about myself. Okay. On these apps, anyway. Right. Um, but yeah. maybe that's why you're still single. <laughs> that's, that's possibly the problem. <laughs> maybe but, you're not vulnerable okay, enough. Yeah. I have an example of this. My friend started dating a guy that she met on Hinge, I think. Okay. And on his profile, it was like outdoorsy. Okay. So then she was like, hey, want to go for a hike? He's like, oh, I hate, I hate hiking. She's like, <laughs> but yeah. you're outdoorsy. He's like, yeah, kind of. Or if you write, love to camp yeah yeah but you don't like don't know how yeah. to put up a tent yeah I, yeah, you, yeah you don't tent but like by camping we mean the four seasons in whistler you're like <laughs> oh, okay i was gonna okay. say an rv <laughs> yeah. or an rv right that but i guess that's stretching yeah. the truth truth stretching they're saying is out of control now on dating apps yeah okay so yeah you do see a bit of that like the hiking or the camping or outdoorsy like people put up pictures of skiing even though they might have only ever gone skiing once what Um, okay like someone might say musician or play music if they know one song on guitar oh no deep into this because I I suppose with your profile it's um you know, you've got to be very quick in selling yourself because mm-hmm. you make that decision quickly. So you've got to have some interesting facts and pictures and make yourself at least seem like an interesting person. Dude, that's a lot of work. Oh, yeah. So Isn't that in itself truth stretching? Because you said you have to make yourself seem like a really interesting person. <laughs> Excuse me, that's a bit rude. <laughs> well, uh, He's interesting. Darren's very interesting. 
That is going to send one of my friends through the roof. You've already said it. It's me. I know. <laughs> Should I tell you? No. You are my friend. No. This piece of information I have, Nira, is going to make you a rage to be like, but <laughs> I like. I actually don't know what your reaction is going to be. It might be defeat. Like you might just take your headphones off and leave. <laughs> I actually don't know. But all I know is when I saw this, I was like. Yes! Are you ready? No, I'm not. But yes, now I need to know. But no, I'm not ready. Guess who? Okay. How do I sign off all my emails here at work to anybody? Anybody? Bosses? Holly, XOXO, Holly. XOXO. Hugs and kisses, yes. Guess who has started signing off their emails, their newsletters, everything with XOXO? Goop? Gwyneth Paltrow! Yes! Nasty! <laughs> yes! No. More of a reason for no! More yes. of a reason for you to be knowing, 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 knowing no. this. This is, I just want you to know. No! I'm the same level as Goop. I'm, <laughs> I'm me and Gwyneth Paltrow. We're very similar. Okay, you know what? You need to stop because you actually are not a Goop fan. Well, I subscribe. I like a lot of the stuff, and then I look at the price. She's like basic white tea, six fifty US. I'm like, okay, who are you? Ta- who is this marketed to? Yes, what? No, you don't pretend now that you're all like, oh yeah, I'm cool because Goop does it. Okay, well, why not? Gwyneth Paltrow is huge. People okay. like worship her. Okay, also she's got like a church of people or something now. Okay, okay, they just have a church of people. Okay, and this is weird timing. I legit just got a goop email right the second Ooh, she's listening. The coincidence. She is signing everything off now. XO Gwyneth. So did Gossip Girl XOXO, right? And, and remember the show Gossip Girl XOXO yeah. Gossip Girl. That was fake. Goop is real. You don't know Gossip Girl was fake. Wasn't it a show on was like based CW on, or was something? it based on books? Was it? I don't know. And who knows? I never, I've never seen it. Blake Lively's in it, right? Point is, Gwyneth Paltrow's an actor. <laughs> no, the point is, you always yell at me. You're like, no, don't stop doing that. Well, it's very inappropriate. We it's send inappropriate. Off, we send off work emails. We're trying to be serious sometimes. Mm-hmm. I want to get off a professional. Uh, I want to give off a professional point mm-hmm. of view sometimes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll CC you mm-hmm. on the email because you are my partner here, mm-hmm. right? And in life. Yeah. And a co-worker. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I feel it's important for you to be on these emails and then you'll reply yep. back. XO. XO, XO. I know. For no reason and it makes no sense. It's to spread the love, Nira. Dude, it's inappropriate, man. The hugs and kisses. We need some production work done for the show. We'll be like, oh, and if we could just edit here and edit there, she'll reply back. Yeah, XO, XO. Yeah. Why? I tell you, it gets stuff done. Does it? Ask Gwyneth. <laughs> Ask her. Holly and Nira. Holly and Nira's 12 Days of Giving. Oh, Guilford Town Center, we love you so much. 12 Days of Giving with Holly and Nira. We're so excited this morning's gift is worth $170. It is the Super Mario Peaches Castle Lego stick. You know, it has over 1,200 pieces of Lego it's in there. amazing. Yeah. And it goes with all the other Lego um, Super Mario sets. You can combine them all. They're the ones where you like get the little app and then as you move along near it, it's so cool. You use this little piece, the like princess piece and it's like, ding, like you get a coin and it makes all the original noises. Wow. Lego is next level now. That is. It's worth 170 bucks. It's all thanks to the Lego store at Guilford Town Center. Let's give it away. 
Good morning. Is this Jazz in Park Coquitlam? It is, yes. Hello, Jazz. Hi. Now, Jazz, you can you can admit, if you get this Lego set, is it for you? Because adults can play Lego, too. Absolutely. It says till 99 on yeah. the box. Yeah. I don't know. I might just keep it. <laughs> That's really cool. Jazz, it is you. Congratulations. Awesome. Thank you so much. You are so welcome. What are you doing? You're going to work right now? What are you doing? Yeah, just pulling into work. So that's a nice little treat for a Thursday morning. No kidding. Yeah, courtesy of Guilford Town Centre, you are the winner of Holly and Nira's 12 Days of Giving on this Thursday morning. Happy holidays. Thank you. You too. Thanks, Jazz. Have a great day. Thanks for having us on. And yeah, we'll do it again tomorrow. Tomorrow. Holly and Nira. Virgin. What it means to Lizzo your life. Love Lizzo. Obsessed. since I first heard her song. I think for me it was Juice. Went to her concert, became even more obsessed with Lizzo. We need more Lizzo's on the planet. Let's be real. And there's something I've been saying to my friends recently because uh, sometimes I notice that my friends are hard on themselves. They mm-hmm. make uh, they make statements not realizing that they're out loud. Mm-hmm. You know, about maybe about their looks or their body or mm-hmm. just being hard on themselves. Negative self-talk. And there's something I've just been saying. I'm like, you better... Well, actually, I say, B, you better Lizzo your life. Dang. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> it's not bad advice. It's actually very, very, very good advice. Yeah. Mira. And they're like, what? And I go, you better Lizzo your life. And they're like, what are you talking about? Okay, I went to a Lizzo concert, and I know she was saying all this stuff before, but Lizzo is all about self-care. And when she's talking self-care, she's not just talking about bubble baths and relaxation. She's got, she says, you got to do the real work. The real work is about liking yourself as a person. And she's like, and it's hard. That's the real work. Self-care, physical and mental. Learn to like yourself. In the middle of her concert, she stopped. She's like, Vancouver, this is a real question. What is the last compliment you gave yourself? And everyone's like, ah, sing. <laughs> She's like, no. No, no, seriously. No. What was the, Let's what was, do it. Yeah. What's, what, what, what is the last nice thing you said to yourself about you? I get this. You're supposed to, if you want to lizzo your life, imagine, like you close your eyes and you imagine that you're looking in a mirror. All right? Mm. And you say, I love you. You are beautiful. You can do anything. In case nobody told you today, wow. In case it's so sad that that seems like such a simple thing that we should be able to do. Uh-huh. Especially because if after you have kids, you're like, I, like, I would lose my mind if I heard my son talking to himself or about himself the way I talk to myself and about myself. I know. I'll, I'll be like, no, unacceptable. You're beautiful. You're, you're perfect the way you are. Uh-huh. You're special. There's this many great things about you, but like can't do it for ourselves. And to Lizzo, your life, Lizzo, your life, you need to know your brain needs to know that you are valuable. Mm. Your brain needs to know that you are worthy. Okay. And she says one of the hardest things, this is according to Lizzo, if you watched her Big Girls documentary, it's so hard to love yourself in a world that doesn't always love you back. Mm, Right? It is. Yes. But you gotta, nope. Mm -hmm. That noise does not matter. 
there's a line though between like I love myself and I'm confident of who I am and like ego. Yeah. And like you come across as what's the word? Narcissistic. Narcissistic. Did that yeah. I, like but yeah. did you feel that at all at her concert? No. And she's all no. about self. She's like, I love myself. No, I know. Like, yeah, you you go, girl. I wanted to be her. I was like, I, I want to transform into Lizzo. I know. And she said, you know, it's really hard to just let go of society's expectations of you. And she says, not always, you know, society's not always going to set you up for success. Mm. And you have to just, you have to do that for yourself then, right? Because we hear so much noise from the outside world. You got to let it all go. So you got to start Lizzoing your life. Anytime you're being negative, just lizzo your life for a second. Tell yourself you're worthy. Tell yourself you're valuable. Uh, tell yourself you're beautiful. Tell yourself you can do it. Okay. I'll try. So B, lizzo your life. Okay, yes, ma'am. <laughs> Holly and Nira. Holly and Nira. Virgin Radio. All right, take a guess. The biggest misconception about being in a healthy relationship. Can I guess? You can guess. Okay, say the question again or the statement. The biggest misconception... About being in a healthy relationship. Uh, the not fighting, not arguing. Correct. Yes. Number one. Couples say that are in a healthy, happy relationship. They're like, everybody always thinks we don't fight. We fight. We argue. This is not perfect. This is, no, this is, conflict in relationships is, it's inevitable. It's going to happen. I have a very sad story about some friends of mine very close who recently told us that they're separating. Mm. And one of the things that she said was, yeah, and on top of that, we, she's like, we never fought. She Red goes, flag. Yeah, she said that. She goes, we stopped caring so much. Oh, God. That we weren't even fighting anymore about anything. Which probably means they weren't even talking. She said, no, they talked, but she's like, we wouldn't even argue anymore or fight about anything not like it's not like you know what i mean not fight fight not but, fight, not physically fight no no but what i mean like even yelling arguments she's like we just it was it was so just blah mm. the energy they didn't even want to give enough energy to have an argument about something or have conflict about something <laughs> yeah she's over then at that point yeah. done you gotta care you gotta be passionate or she's over I'm not, I don't. I know I don't have to tell you this, Nira. You love to pick a fight, don't you? You love to get home. You're like, hello, Gary. He's okay. like, oh God, you what? Know what? And then you get out your little list on your in the notes section in your phone. You're like, I got some stuff to talk about. Do you have to say pick a fight? I don't pick a fight. Right. I I like to discuss things. I have feelings. I have said this to you over and over and over again. The 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 day that I stop caring, you better be worried. No, for sure. The minute that for I'm sure. like, who cares? Yeah. And that's with anything in my life. The minute I'm like, who cares? That yeah. means it's done. Mm -hmm. I'm over it. Yeah. Do you really want me to stop caring? No. And certainly not here at work because nothing will get done. Well, if right. you stopped caring, it would be... Whew. And that's the thing. But when you care, with care, I'm uh, in my world, comes yeah. conflict. It just does. Yeah. With care comes conflict. Yeah, because it comes an opinion. comes like, I don't agree with that. Or but this yeah. isn't, this could be better. Mm -hmm. Or mm -hmm. this is not okay. Or are we, are we happy? Or is, are you happy? Am I happy? What's happening? Yeah. No, and it's about how you argue, when you argue. That's a big one. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, how you recover. So was this art, an article you read? Yeah. 
and they were saying that it is healthy totally. to have arguments in relationships. Yes, the your other friends th- are the proof of like what's not healthy. If you're like, we never fight. Yeah. That's, I would pay attention. Yeah. Why? Something ain't right. Something. And also, uh, there's a lot of theories out there about uh, not arguing in front of your children, right? Mm. There's a big difference. Having like giant heated, like yelled, screaming things at, in front of your children is not okay. Mm-hmm. But showing healthy discussions and healthy conversations, healthy conflict in front of your children, and then showcasing that you can resolve it and still be okay with each other. Yeah. Showcases to your children that conflict is okay because they will come across conflict in their life. Yeah. And to show them that, hey, just because you're not agreeing on something, that doesn't mean everything's over. Yeah. You know, my son who's seven said to us, he saw us having a little fight the other night and he's like, are you going to get divorced? Because he has a really close friend of his whose parents just told the kids we're getting a divorce. Yeah. So now Luke is like, well, are you guys going to get divorced? I'm like, no, honey. Yeah. We're just disagreeing. It's okay. I love daddy. Daddy loves me. Yeah. You can still love each other and still disagree. That's something that children sometimes need to also see. Then he made us hug. It was very cute. Yeah, he's like, no cute. hug. Yeah, like, okay, honey. It is very cute when the yeah. children are all of a sudden the adults in the relationship <laughs> and our therapist. It's fine. Holly and Mira.